Welcome to Pod Trivia, the podcast where we record out of order in order to confuse as many people as possible. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Britton. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Becky. And this is out of order. <laughs> Are we just owning that this is all out of order? Yeah. I think it's better. Better to own it? Yeah. Okay. So this is episode two, but it it is being recorded as episode six. Seventeen. <laughs> I think it's episode f- f- six. Four? No, we haven't recorded you did, six. You did one, I did or, sorry, I did yeah, one, you, did, you one. did one, I did one, you did one, I did one, this is six. Oh, you're right. I know. And then we cut one of those episodes. Math <laughs> yeah. is hard. So this is technically five, I guess. I don't know. This is the all sixth right. one that we're recording, and we're releasing it second. And and it's all going to be fine. And this will be the fifth episode. No. I don't even know. No. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> I did not come here to do math. Nobody said that math would be required in order to be on this podcast. No, that's why I'm here. I'm here to do the math. Mm. But do we trust you to do the math? No, but I'm here to do it anyway. <laughs> No one, said, no one said the, the math IRS. had to be correct. Here, so, for this podcast, it does have to be correct. In other places I do math, it does have to be correct. It does have to be correct. <laughs> Legally. Yeah. Um, Becky, what are we talking about today? What are you What are you triviaing us about? Quizzing? What am I talking about? What? What? Do you remember? I mean, I remember. I'm, I was trying to introduce it for the <laughs> No, I'm aware. I just thought I'd use this excuse to quiz you because mm. I'm your wife and that's my legal right. Is this your first uh, trivia question? Oh, yeah. No. Okay, so I have been here for every episode. But do you guys do... You you save the formal trivia till the end, right? Yes, and then we like work in questions Into throughout, the, the throughout it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just all of a sudden was like, oh, do they do it at the beginning and the end? Or does it just happen that they usually start with a question? Yeah, we usually start with a question. We, okay. s- we sprinkle them throughout. Sprinkle. I like that analogy. Okay. So today we are talking about women's suffrage in America. Kyle, don't cheat and look at the notes. Oh, all right, I won't. I okay. promise. Okay. Okay. I have a question. Okay. To just start oh, us off. Just start it off. I-, I, would, I would love for you to begin this. By interrupting me, because that's just a great way to begin this topic. Go ahead. Am I? Well, I think you just kind of answered my question, because my yeah. question was, am I going to be able to make jokes throughout this? And it kind of sounds like I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> no. I want this to be lighthearted. You could 100% make appropriate jokes. But can I? Yes. You're not going to jump down my throat again for speaking? <laughs> it is my job to do that, but... I enjoy it. Do you not enjoy it? Yeah, what? I enjoy it. It's he good. He enjoys when I jump. Okay. Um, no, please jump in. I don't feel like mine is quite as long as the ones you guys have done, but I think it'll That's lead fine. to some interesting conversation along the way. Okay. So, first question. No oh, looking. Sorry. 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 I have the answers here, so like, <laughs> looking, looking put it together. Do you have a privacy um, screen? I am just going to like hold my laptop like this. Like I'm the Statue of Liberty. Um, Good visual joke for those listening thank you. in. <laughs> thank you. Uh, what is suffrage? Uh, 
I know what I mean. I know what women's suffrage is. I don't know if do not Google. I'm not googling anything. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm not entirely sure what like suffrage is as a standalone concept. My I, I know that women's suffrage is women, you know, uh, getting the right to vote. Women uh, advocating for getting the right to vote. Britain. My my guess is the right to vote. Okay, so suffrage is not specific to gender. It is sure. just the right to vote in political elections in particular. Sure, okay. Okay. So we also talk about, like, suffrage in different movements and in different countries and around the world. All right. Who did the Constitution say could vote? Uh, white males who owned land. Yeah, I believe that he's correct in that. I think it's... I think it, it's, yeah, white men who could own land. Okay, so technically. Yeah. And maybe I should clarify, this is pre-amendments. So the Constitution does not, on its own, without amendments, say who can vote. So initially, states could decide. Which, okay. as you can imagine, was a wild free-for-all yeah. in terms of what people decided was a good idea who was a citizen who like if that was a requirement if race gender age um if you had to be born here like all of it was just up for debate interesting yes and so you said it was the states Mm -hmm. i mean was that was it uniform throughout the state or did it get even more broken down and different i did not look into the depth of the state rules um as far as i could tell states would pass laws and that would be their laws but it's very possible that a state could have passed the law that like the city could decide or the county or Mm -hmm. your husband i don't know (laughs) like it could have been anything okay so um from like the 1800s through the 1880s um, rules changed all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, freed slaves were allowed to vote while oh. slavery was still going on. That seems wild to me, yes. but okay. Um, literacy tests, religious tests, and poll taxes were used to determine who could vote and who couldn't vote. Wait, religious tests? Religious like, tests. Because some to... states were like, you have to be Christian. I feel like that just flies in the face of freedom of religion bu- being built into our constitution. But, yes. Well, of rights. But I mean, but it, it's in the. It also goes against you know the whole freedom part. Yeah. If you only yeah. allow some people to make choices. Yes. Absolutely. Let's all drink okay. water. Yes, it's good. Hydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, but also poll taxes were used, and poll taxes would be used like. Oh, today it's $10. And like two months later, it'd be another election. It's $50. Sure. Oh, we don't want you to vote. It's $1,000. Like it just was like whoever decided at that moment. Some of it was more regimented than that, but it was also just a wild free for all. So used as a way of voter suppression? 100%. -hmm. All of these were. um, Okay. So in the 1840s, women's suffrage really took um, took off as a part of the broader movement of women's rights. And do either of you know the name of the first women's rights convention? 
The National Women's Convention. No. National Women's Right Convention. No. The Seneca Falls Convention. Oh, so close. All right. <laughs> we almost Seneca had it. Seneca Falls, just because it was like where it was. Yeah. All right. This is, this is a famous thing, children. All right. So they, it was really controversial because women's rights was really popular among women. But what they wanted that to be. What? <laughs> it was really popular amongst women? Okay. Not all women were for this. Yeah, that seems. Women continue to be very split on the idea of feminism. Sure, sure, sure. As I was, well, I'm not going to talk about that episode because it hasn't been released yet. Never mind. Moving on. Okay. Okay. Um. So they at that convention passed a resolution in favor of suffrage being part of their movement and it was very controversial because a lot of women were like this is too much like we should go for other things this is a lot um but there were a couple of important leaders who began the n-a-w-s-a n-a-w-s-a and now i'm gonna let you come up association for Women's N A W suffrage. I don't know what the last A is. Are you googling it? Bro? No, I'm right. I wrote down the letters. Oh, okay. The National All Women Suffr- Suffrage Assembly. No. The National, National Assembly of. <laughs> the National Assembly of Women. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put you out of your misery. <laughs> National Association for Women's Suffrage. No. All right. All right. The National American oh. Women Suffrage Association. Not all women. S- nope. Can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Cut that part. <laughs> no. No, keep that in. Leave it up to uh, their imagination <laughs> what it was going to say. Okay, so there were two main leaders of that organization. Can you come up with any names? Ruth. No? Emily. You just told us to come up with any name. <laughs> so I think Ruth and Emily are names. <laughs> All right. Diane. Oh. My... Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. I was I was waiting to hear if there were real things. Um, Susan B. Anthony. Oh, okay. That's a name I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And Elizabeth Katie Stanton. I haven't heard of that one before. I don't know if I have. We're just going to name our children those exact names, so prepare yourself. Mm, okay. well, we're working a Star Wars reference. It'll be fine. All right. Now... This movement really grew in popularity because of the temperance movement supporting them. Do you know what the temperance movement is? No. No, I don't think I do either. Okay. Let's. So that, there's oh, a very yeah. strong fact that if you ask, do you know, on any of these other questions, my answer is going to be no. I mean... Hence the podcast, you're learning things. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> because we okay. don't know a lot of things and we're trying to learn a little bit more. All right. So this was a movement to ban something in America. Give me your best guess. Alcohol. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Because do you remember we did that as a country? Yeah, prohibition. Yeah, shortly, shortly, shortly. I, yeah I was there. Okay. Of course I remember that. I went Are to all Benjamin the speakeasies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
So the temperance movement supported women getting the right to vote. Why do you think so? So wait, just to make sure I understand. The movement that was pro the prohibition of alcohol. Yes. Also was pro women getting the right to vote. Yes. I assume that that is because people made the conclusion Mm -hmm. that housewives would vote for the prohibition in order to get alcohol out of their husband's hands. Accurate. Bam! Yep. I was going to say that too, but using less words. So the temperance movement, which was highly um, supported by the religious groups, gave their, um, their endorsement to suffrage and therefore suffrage got a lot of support from religious groups and from men involved um so that was a big moment for them okay so initially suffragettes took the approach to try to vote and see if the supreme court would rule that a woman had a constitutional right to vote because Mm. the constitution was written by bobos who were just like we don't need to clarify who can vote was not done unintentionally let's start there all right their lawsuits were turned away and then the supreme court ruled against them okay so they began to focus on a state-by-state route so by now so -hmm. because the supreme court ruled on that does that mean it was now nationally illegal illegal for women to vote where before it was just ambiguous yep okay so, you know, they messed it up a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but is it still and... up to the states to decide who can vote? Mm-hmm. But they're not... A... So, well, no, I, it was, I guess it wasn't made illegal. The Supreme Court said the Constitution didn't guarantee their right. So it was up to states. Gotcha. And the states' laws weren't unconstitutional is how I would imagine that was worded. Okay. Sure. That makes sense. I'm following. Cool. Okay. So, other than general sexism, can you guys come up with some ideas of why you think people, including women, were against women having the right to vote? I mean, this is terrible, and I don't agree with it, but women no, it's, it's fine. women weren't smart enough, or they were too temperamental to make smart decisions. I was going to say something to the effect of, like, a woman has a period, so she's going to go crazy once in a month. And what happens if she <laughs> votes? It's going to be chaos. Because that argument always seems to come up when people are discussing sexism around women. That's true. I, I did not find that in any of the anti-suffrage like media that I looked at. I think that that might have been too, too risque, risque to like talk about directly, though I'm sure there were some implications. Um, side note, T.I. came out, like, five years ago and was like, Hillary shouldn't be president because women are crazy on the periods. Okay, but T.I.'s an insane person. I'm aware. Who believes in flat earth. So, like, we don't need to give T.I. any credit when it comes to (laughs) politics. Britton, will you do an episode on flat earth? Because it'll just really bug Kyle. Yes. I'm writing it down. Beautiful. Um, okay. I'm going to go with one other reason, because yeah. it would cause the destabilization of the uh, modern family. And I like it. I like that sexist nonsense. Yes. Um, agreed. Again, don't agree with it, but... Oh, no, no, no. All good. Just... Yep. So, no, the the big campaigns against it went for this. They thought, well, one, women who were against it. Right. Thought that women 
should be able to influence their husbands into voting in ways that were helpful for them. What the hell? <laughs> they were like, what's wrong with your husband's that you can't influence him to vote responsibly? Snap, snap, hubby. Get it together. Get on it. But I'm not going to vote. Yeah. I, I should be able to. to make him. Yeah. That's where so, they were going to put their effort That's into. wild turnaround. <laughs> that has so many logical fallacies to it, but I don't even know where to start. So one, mm-hmm. you're just discrediting all women who are not married. Accurate. As just like, they, they, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. And then two, like the idea that like a law that would be put into play. I, I'm going to like throw out an extreme example in excellent, this context. Excellent. But like, let's say there was a law that was being put up for a vote that was mm-hmm. like all men get a pay reduction of 20% and we're going to give all that money to women. Uh-huh. Of course a woman would want to vote for that. Yeah. But a man is never going to go into a, to a ballot booth and he's going to be like, yeah, honey, I voted yes on that. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, well, of course you're not going to be able to like convince somebody to actively harm themselves in a private vote voting booth. Yeah, but let's be clear. What women were not looking for was to, for men to actively harm themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, un- I understand that. I, I get that. Kay. It's just... No, it is crazy. I'm with you. It also, you know, it it ties into the next point, which I think is the the biggest argument people had against women's suffrage. Um, People feared that women's votes would end child labor, create minimum wages, create (laughs) work week hour limits, and make health and safety regulations. It's funny. It's funny because it's, it's true. true. <laughs> it's all true. We did it. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. But no. it very much goes into the very capitalist society that we are in where yeah. people Accurate. don't want limits on them that's going to hurt mm-hmm. their bottom line. And mm-hmm. this yep. was a huge thing that people didn't want safety limits because then they had to spend money on stuff like fire hoses, water, sprinklers, whatever those are yeah. called. You know, masks and protective shields and um, hand sanitizer. All these things. Right. Women. Um, So those, of course, like you said, and management and mills and factories were opposed to the financial losses. And therefore, some of the women who, like, spouted off this nonsense about, like, control your husbands might have just had rich husbands. Like, and understood what would happen and were benefiting from the economic system staying as it was. Mm. Which also ties into what Britain had initially said, which was that we would just, like, ruin the way America was. I guess you focused in on family. Mm-hmm. But, like, the idea of... Right, yeah. The whole system's going to be changed. Right. You're going to break down the cultural... Yeah. Norm. And the economic norms. Which we did. Check that off. All right. So, there was this opposition, and so they came up, the NAWSA, with a Southern strategy. Okay. And this is where we bring in something that can be discussed throughout this, but I'm going to try to hit it here so things will move in and out of order, if that makes sense. Okay, so the Southern strategy. To ratify an amendment. Let me back up. Women's approach to getting the right to vote being national was that they wanted there to be an amendment to the Constitution. Because with the Supreme Court case, they saw that that's the only real guarantee you have to fight against an individual state. 
And so you needed a certain number of states to agree. We'll actually move forward to a question I have later. Do you guys know how many states you need to ratify an amendment? Uh, Half plus one. No. No, I think it's like... 38. 30? I'm sorry. Can... Kyle? 30. Britain? Well, are we talking about back then? Because we're okay. all the state states at this time. <laughs> How many states were there? State, okay, so let's let's start. <laughs> no, they weren't. They were not all states then. Okay, see, so that um, was a valid question. It was a valid question. So, so in the Constitution, it says to make an amendment, there has to be a certain um, fraction or percentage of states that approve yeah. it. So there were there was a different number then. Mm-hmm. But do you guys know how much? What percentage? I'm saying forty percent. I'm saying fifty-one, over half. Oh, crazy, three fourths. Seventy-five percent. Yeah. Okay. Um. So now it's thirty-eight states. Back then it was thirty-six. Well, it was thirty-six once we got to approval. Um. I don't know how sure. states grew throughout the 1800s. Sure. Okay. So they knew that they needed to get states on board. Right. And they created this strategy, the Southern Strategy. And to win over the South, they exiled black women from leadership roles, banned them from their meetings in the South, and argued that the right to vote would only go to, quote-unquote, educated women, which is obvious coded language to say we're going to keep this a white thing. Right. Um, all the while having women work within their organization who were African-American, sure. Mexican, etc. So they were really just using this as a ploy to try and get people to agree to it while not actually meaning it? Is that is that what you're trying to say? No. Okay. They, I mean, I think, I think the top leaders, I, I don't know that you can speak deeply to that's, the yeah, morals of them. That's true. But I think they were like, this is our best shot. It's just right. doing it for white women. Like, their, I, I would assume that their thought process was tackling giving uh, African Americans the right to vote mm-hmm. and women the right to vote might it's have too been many things. too many things yeah. at one time. Yeah. So by actively uh, pushing out black women yeah. from their organization, they can hopefully make more southern states swallow this yes current proposal yeah not trying to say that that's a, the you know the technically moral right thing but no, no, it's hard because I, mean, I think we're also trying to rationalize it and be like no no no, they were good people but i mean right. it's also very right. possible that they were like no let's give white women the right to vote yeah it's hard I to mean, say without being there it is and um So eventually, this strategy sort of didn't work, and it didn't pan out, and eventually the NAWSA claimed that they would never again use strategies that alienated black women. However, they segregated their marches. And Ida B. Wells, who's a very famous um, African-American suffragette, Mm -hmm. was not allowed to walk with the the other leaders, even though she was a leader. Sure. um, On on a march to Washington, but she just snuck in. I love it. Yeah, I heard about Um, this story where they said she wasn't allowed to mm -hmm. be a part of this march, and she just hung behind and then just joined in the march anyway, and was like right up front with all of them. Here I am. What are you going to do? Um, 
So I do not go into the history of the specifically black um, suffragette movement further than this, but I think that there is more history to be told for sure, especially about um, Ida B's role. Um, so we're going to focus on the movement to suffrage. I had to find my place. Here we are. Okay. Enter Alice Paul. Mm. Alice it's Paul. 1916. Alice Paul. Alice Paul. Okay. 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 <laughs> Were we confused? Did you think you knew her? I was just getting the name down and making okay. sure that I heard it correctly. And excellent. That's so you all. might remember the Seneca Falls Convention was in the 18 was in 1848. Definitely remember that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So by 1916. A lot of time has gone by. Some states have um, legalized women's right to vote, but it's still not national. Um, And she began her work. She was born in Jersey. She moved to England. And she worked with the British suffragette movement there. She may or may not have peed in Parliament shoes and closets while she was there. Anyways... Um, there she also learned about social disobedience tactics and she came back to America, um, and she initially was volunteering with the NAWSA and eventually was trying to push towards using both social disobedience tactics, but also towards this idea of like, we really need to go for the amendment. Like that needs to be Mm -hmm. our only focus. State by state isn't going to make a difference. Go ahead. Can you explain what social disobedience tactics are? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the best example is sort of um, civil rights when you think of the very um, famous, like, lunch counter protests of, like, Mm. this is a white-only counter. I'm going to sit here, and um, I'm going to be socially disobedient to this thing that's uh, illegal. Like, I'm going to do something illegal, even though um, there will be repercussions. But if you do it over and over and over again, it gets attention. It creates um, conversation about why people are doing it. And it's just a bigger, um, a different tactic than like, oh, we're just going to have protests and we're going to raise money and we're going to write books. Like, it's just a more direct you might even use, like, they were described, she creates an organization, the NWP, and they describe it as more militant. Mm, gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Can we try and guess what NWPE stands for? It's just NWP. There's no E. Oh, okay. Yes, go ahead. National Women's Protest. Nope. Per- protective. No. National Women's program no okay we're we're in the 1916s you two are going too radical with the name oh the first two right national women's protestants no progressives no pro prohibitabido <laughs> that's it how did you know <laughs> the national women's party oh okay like, that's like real simple mine okay. was better so she started that along with Lucy Burns, who's another big um, name in this movement. And they, yeah, they wanted to focus on national suffrage laws. And they really started to get going. And then World War One broke out. And mm. they really had this big decision to make because 
they had decided that what they really needed to do was focus on the president, Woodrow Wilson at the time, and picket the White House. Mm. But picketing a wartime president was considered incredibly scandalous and unpatriotic. Mm. But they really felt like over and over again, the women had stopped the suffrage movement Mm. for different wars, for the Civil War, and for different times where different things happened in over the last hundred years. And they were like, no, like now's the time. Mm -hmm. And we're in this big war. More than ever, we need women. More than ever, we need um, to stay with this. Okay, so... World War One, much like World War Two would be, it was an important moment for women's rights. As men went to war, women often took up their jobs. Mm-hmm. So a lot more women were out. A lot more women were talking to other women. A lot more women were like, oh, it's not that difficult to work in a factory. <laughs> and we're also seeing like, oh, factories have really terrible conditions. And like, now I understand why me voting would be really helpful. All of these things make a lot of sense. Um... At least to me. Do you guys? Yeah. Okay. Well, and also, wasn't it that, I mean, they basically showed that they were able to provide for themselves. And absolutely, they didn't have to be married in order to have some sort of income. And Right. Absolutely. Um, so the group of picketers who were outside of the White House were known as the Silent Centennials. And mm. over two years... Over 2,000 women participated in this protest. And at the time, it had been made legal to picket. 100% legal. Okay. But every day they were arrested. Is there a difference between picketing and protesting? I do not know. I mean, I feel like usually when you talk about picketing, you talk about there's like some sort of picket line. Yeah. So maybe... Don't cross this. Pickets um, stay in one place while protests like walk around. Like marches are more possibly. Uh, I don't well, know any be- of this. Be- Becky's. I am doing a Google. Research. Good. Um. So picketing is um typically protesting um an organization versus mm. protesting is usually um more of a social movement. Okay. So their picket was really targeted at the president, and there would be these posters that they held that are really famous um, that would, like, call out Woodrow Wilson personally and talk about, like, it's your job to speak out on this. Sure. Gotcha. So that all fits. All right. Um, so they were arrested, and after being arrested several times, Alice Paul realized that when they were arrested, their um, group was treated far worse than anyone else in the prison. Like, they were clearly getting very targeted, terrible treatment. And so she went on hunger strike. And at the time, forced feedings um, in a prison was illegal, or I believe in that prison was illegal. But, of course, they force-fed her because they couldn't have her dime. Um, And... She eventually got out, and they still had a lot of people in prison, and it took about two months for them to sue the prison, and eventually all of these people got out. Um, they eventually were allowed their day in court. It took a long time. And so to, clari- and then, to clarify, yeah. they got mm-hmm. arrested for legally doing something and then Accurate. got 
for illegally treated illegally treated for doing yep. something legal in the jails. Uh-huh. Then they, got out, right. then they got out after serving their quote unquote time. Yes. And then they went to court to try and fight all well, of that. Well, no. So Alice got out early at one point. Um and I think it had to do with she had endured like force feedings and was unhealthy and they were like, "Okay, we have to send her home." Um, and then they wouldn't let the other, some of the other women like go to court. Like they just were keeping them in jail with like out announcing court dates. So they had to sue in order for them to be all go to court and deal with the whole thing. Wow. Pay fines and all that deal. Sure. Um, within two months of one particularly big arrest, um, and all these women got out, Wilson announced that a bill would be presented to Congress on women's rights. All right. What amendment would end up giving women the right to vote? The 14th? Nope. 8th? Uh, oh, uh, nope. 12th? The nope. 18th? Nope. 7th? Nope. 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. sorry. Did you guys never memorize this in school? 21st? At one point, I knew all of them. No. I, I think I memorized this in fifth grade. Yeah, and that was quite a long time ago. So I've forgotten some things since then. Well, it was the 19th Amendment. Ah. Okay. So, leading up to the amendment being passed, many states had given women the right to vote. However, not the full 36 that would be needed to ratify. So... The process was that it had to be passed in the House, in the Senate, and then be ratified. Mm-hmm. So it went to the House. It was defeated in the House. Mm-hmm. It went to the House. It passed in the House. It went to the Senate. It was defeated in the Senate. It went to the Senate. Oh, no, sorry. Then Wilson had to call a special session of Congress. And then, finally, the House and Senate passed it. Okay. So Wilson ends up being... Um, Pretty well praised in terms of history um, because he really at that point was pushing for it. Mm-hmm. But he waited a long time until he right. knew he had the votes or it was very close and then took it. Mm-hmm. So it took him a while, but we got there. So do you guys remember how many were needed to ratify at this time? 36. Well done. Well done. All right. So after 35 had done it, it came down to what state? Ohio. No. Tennessee. Ah. All right. Now, in Tennessee, the vote was very split. Have either of you heard this story before? No. This is my favorite history story. Cool. Okay. Good. Harry Byrne was the youngest man in the Tennessee legislature, and he had been um, approached by both sides But when he showed up to the house, he was wearing a rose, which was the sign of people who were voting against the... Suffragette movement. Well, against ratification. Yes. Um, Do you know why it was a rose? No. Okay. I didn't get into it. That's fine. It felt very sexist and nonsensical. Um, So, they thought they had the vote. And in the middle of the vote, one man changed his mind... And mm-hmm. voted against ratification. And so then it was tied. Mm-hmm. And they thought they didn't have enough because you had to have it passed. You can have it passed by one, mm-hmm. counts as ratification. But 
Harry Byrne, stood up and pulled out of his jacket a letter from his mother that he had received that morning telling him to be a good boy and vote for the amendment, took his rose off, voted for the ratification, and it became an official amendment and law for the whole country. The men were so mad afterwards that they chased him up to the rafters of the Tennessee Legislation Building and were, like, yelling at him. And he was like, what are you going to do? And that was the end of it. Okay, more more visual jokes. Kyle, please put your foot down out of the camera. <laughs> oh, my, my toe really itches, so I was trying to itch That's it. fine. Just itch it somewhere not directly in front of my camera. <laughs> best part of my podcast Kyle. i tried to wait until you were done talking but i was like why is this happening right now that's wild that his mother was mm-hmm. just like be a good mm-hmm. boy yeah <laughs> and it basically changed history yeah. I, I mean, I think they would have gotten there. I just don't know that Tennessee would have been the one. Sure. I also like that he was like, no, no, I'm on your side. And then at the last mm-hmm. second, it was like, LOL, JK, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yep. Yep. Um, so many states ratified right away. Some did over the next few years. Um, technically, like, it wasn't required for anyone else to ratify to make it law. But it was just a way of saying, like, we support women. Mm -hmm. So one state held out until 1984. Would you like to guess what state that was? Texas? Texas. No. Uh, Um, Alabama. No. Close. Mississippi. Georgia? Yep. No, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yep. 1984 was the time where they were like, well, I guess. (laughs) Wait, so... (laughs) So it was Just because they... It had no, it had yeah, no legal no ramifications, legal impact, right. but it's something that people do, you know, to show support. Right. So forty years ago, uh huh, they Less were finally like, "All right, ago. this is good." Yeah, during our parents' lifetime, they were like, well, "I guess fine." <laughs> okay. So Alice Paul continued her work um, and attempted to legally protect the rights of women. And really turned her attention to focusing on women of color as well. And that led to her involvement in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which officially stopped states' ability to decide who can vote. Now, is that true, though? Because the states still have laws that allow them to decide whether um, if you've been charged with a federal crime. Right. Right. Okay. So the Civil Rights Act, I wonder if I can find the wording. Mm-hmm. Not to spoil where this is going to go, but the Civil Rights Act has been repealed, y'all. So it's no longer law. Mm. Okay. So the Civil Rights Act formally outlawed discrimination on the base of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. And required acts, equal access to public places and employment and enforced desegregation of schools and the right to vote. So it really wasn't focusing on felons. Yeah. Which is why um, it's obviously still a big, you know, a issue, issue. Yes. today yes. on which states. Well, well, and now all of that is no longer guaranteed. So it is all right. a big deal. Okay. Um, 
you may not know so, this, but do you know how it got repealed or on what grounds? Sorry, it was taken to the Supreme Court, who decided that it was unconstitutional, only on the grounds that the Constitution said that states should decide these things. Gotcha. So it's so, unconstitutional that the Constitution said it. But that a national law would declare it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was a very close vote. It was a like five to six or four to six um, vote, sure. which um, is not common in the Supreme Court. Okay, anyways. Um, so I think an important part of this story, I wish I had said this at the top, but is that this was truly the story of how white women got the right to vote. Um, yeah. The rest... Um, definitely has more leaders and more social movements, but I am going to briefly go over some of the um, history of other groups and getting their right to vote, because I just find it fascinating and also very saddening. Okay, so that happened in 1920. The 19th Amendment was ratified. 1924, some Native Americans were granted citizenship and the right to vote. In 1943, Chinese immigrants also were able to um, apply for citizenship and thus the right to vote. In 1948, the last two states to give Native Americans rights to citizenship and voting. Um, 1952, people with Asian heritage were allowed to vote. 1952, that's not that long ago. No, it's really not. 1961, D.C. residents allowed to vote for the president. Poll tax was outlawed in 1964. That one really held on for a long time. 1965, the Voting Rights Act was passed, um, which, like we said, was the protection of voter registration for racial minorities. Um, 1966, tax and wealth requirements were outlawed. Mm. Wealth requirements, y'all. Like, you have to make this much money. Yeah. Which which is just really the continuation of, like... You have to be a landowner. Yeah, which Which makes sense why at the beginning we thought that it said in the Constitution you had to be a white male landowner, which wasn't in the Constitution, but it still was true. Right. No, it was used. It was used very frequently to um, choose who could and couldn't do things. 1971, the voting age became 18 in response to the Vietnam War, Mm -hmm. in the middle of the war. People were mad that you could go to war and die, but not vote for the president that right. sent you. Um, 1975, voter materials became available in different languages for the first time. Wait, 75? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Regardless of citizenship. Like, right. we were cool with them being citizens and voting but for, like, decades, English. but just, like, figure it out. Yeah. Um... 1986, military citizens overseas are allowed to vote when stationed abroad. Whoa, I never even thought about that. As mm-hmm. a... Well, that's a absentee ballot, right? Yeah. Right, I would assume so, yeah. That's crazy. Um, between 1996 and 2008, 28 states simplified the process for previous felons to get their right to vote back. And it also said, though, of course, that many states have gone back and forth on this. Mm -hmm, Um, There were too many examples to bring up. It seems to be a hot topic for people to go back and forth on. Um, In 2006, Bush extended the Voting Rights Act, which I just bring up to say that both political parties had previously supported it. 
2013, the Supreme Court ruled the Voting Rights Act unconstitutional, and now states can change their voting laws by appealing to the Attorney General of the United States. And I looked into it because I did not know. The Attorney General is nominated by the President and Mm. lightly approved by the Senate, but the Senate doesn't really have the ability to reject them. Right. So um, I just found that really interesting, especially as we look at... The election coming up. (laughs) The election coming up. Also, like, Trump's on, like, number four, though Bush also had a lot. He was also in for eight years. Um, Obama had, like, three. Like, that it's an appointed position for one person to really get to determine the voting access laws in our country really seems insane to me. Even if it's constitutional. Yeah, no, I would totally agree. Like, it it seems wild to me that that pretty much would lay on one person's head. I yeah. assume well, I assume that if a state need wanted to try to change their voting access r- yeah. rights, they would need to pass a law in the state first and then take that to the AG. I don't know. Uh, I agree. I don't know either. That's, I'm making an assumption there. So I, I assume that the I assume it would be unconstitutional just for, like, the governor of the state to just go talk to the AG and be like... Here we go. <laughs> Black people can't vote in my state anymore. Done. Like, like I assume that that's... hope. I really hope that that's not actually the case. I hope that a state would need to pass a law first, at the least, and therefore the people of that state hopefully would... Yeah, I'd have to look into it. I mean, the other thing is that... Without there being the Voting Rights Act, you see the ability for states, I think, to create, um, what do you want to call it? Um, the, like, different sections for sure. how you count votes. What, what the? Um, oh, uh, you're talking about, like, districts? Yeah. So what we see today is a lot of conversation about how... Um, districts in terms of local elections are divided up do either of you know the history behind the the term gerrymandering oh i've have you listened to that episode of stuff you should know no but i read a book that was based on a lot of puns and there was they had to fight the gerrymander which (laughs) would divide up and then it tried to like encircle them and yeah okay okay I know it was, like, there was a dude named Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there was a dude named Jerry. And in order to try to get, actually, I don't remember if the division was pro-Jerry or anti-Jerry, to be fair. But in order to try to win an election, the division in their districts were so wild-looking that it looked like a salamander like along the outside like just imagine like aligning around the outside to make a district of people who they wanted to vote all together and win however many points or whatever it is right um and it looked like a salamander and his name was jerry hence the name gerrymandering got it very common and something that's a lot harder to argue against in court when we don't have the voting rights act on the books to say this is directly what this is opposing. Sure. Nowadays, it's much harder because states have the right to be like, oh, 
uh, we've determined so-and-so can divide up the districts or we redivided based on population or wealth or education right. or all these things. And we've decided this is what's fine. And like can change that whenever they want. Year. Whenever they want. They can change it six months before an election. Yeah. Like it, it, just yeah. to try to influence the outcome. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Okay. So that's the last negative note I have. Um, <laughs> the rest is all positive. It's all up from, all here. from here. Well, I mean, I guess here's my, well, I'll tell you first. My sources were Wikipedia. Iron Jawed Angels is a movie about Alice Paul that I watched many times as a teen. And then I read an article called Iron Jawed Angels Hollywood vs. History, which helped um, to determine some of the things that were true and not true. Um, in it, by the way, she falls for McDreamy. Not true. No one was surprised. Um, what? That, that that made zero sense. What did that sentence mean? She... About Alice Paul. And in it, she falls in love with the actor, Patrick Dempsey, who plays McDreamy. Okay. But in real life, there was no romance. Okay. Thank you. And I do, said, do no not... one's surprised. This was better context. How could anybody fall in love with Patrick Dempsey? Yeah, like, do you not do you not know who McDreamy is? Oh, you didn't give any context. You just said, and <laughs> then she fell in love with McDreamy, but she didn't. I don't know what that listen. meant. Yeah. Okay. I do now. Here's my positive note. My grandma is 93. Yeah. And to her, voting, and I think a lot of people of this generation is just the most important, like, civil responsibility for her. And bless her, because 100% she is not going to mail in a ballot. She is going to show up without a mask to vote. But... I might kick her out if she doesn't have a mask. Have you met Lucille? That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) No one kicks out Lucille. Anyways... She she talks about voting and how she voted through being pregnant and through wars and through all these things and that it's just the most important thing ever. And I think that the history of this movement and that it took a really long time to get women the right to vote is something we don't tell very well in American history. I don't think it's a thing that was covered very well in my education and I was at great schools like there was no reason for it to not be covered um i think the only thing that was really covered in middle school for me was the civil disobedience pieces that you covered there like them uh refusing to eat in prison yeah and doing those hunger strikes that's really the only thing that like i remember them covering in great detail about the suffragette movement absolutely and I think that telling these stories makes voting all that more precious, which totally I think is an important message for these times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you know, you and me have talked a, a lot that it. I have, I uh, agree with your grandmother on the idea that voting is such an important civil civil act that every person can do, mm-hmm. and every person should go out and vote yeah um you know depending on your state or where you live obviously you know you might have to either ask for a mail-in ballot um or you know if you live in one of the six states you just automatically get one like just go out there and vote and make sure that your voice is being heard because that is the direct way that you influence politics and i think we love to talk about like getting you know i think 
especially right now, people have talked about, you know, the presidential election and all that, but like even local politics mm-hmm. and what's going on in your neighborhood, it is affected by you voting. So like you can, uh, you can change things if you actually go out there and you actually. Yeah. And I think that, that it's an important conversation to widen how easy it is to vote. Yeah. I think everyone should be registered to vote when they turn 18. I think that everyone should get a mail-in ballot so that it's just yep. easier to do. Um, I think that that is at the core of American ideals and reality of more. if we're all American, we should just make that so incredibly easy. Um, and then what else did you say that I was going to respond to? Well, I'll jump in here. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah. So I was listening to a podcast today called Pod Save the People, which I yeah. really like. Um, and they were talking about exactly this voting and one of the things that they talked about is that some people don't vote because they don't see it affecting them like who's Mm -hmm. in the presidency isn't going to change their life at all so therefore they don't see a reason to vote and the big thing that they said is start thinking about the people around you then because Mm -hmm. it may have a big effect on their life and if you care about them and see how potential laws or the presidency making laws could affect their life go out and cast that vote for them in order to support them as much as you can so absolutely that reminded me i think that with the protests that have been going on we see really practical reasons to participate in local elections Mm -hmm. because who runs your um you know town city state all of it all of it absolutely police department um absolutely um and influences their budget um influences things i mean everything from our schools being well supported right now yep um is tear gas legal in your city um how do people respond to social disobedience in your city and peaceful protests like all of that isn't random all of that has to do with who's in charge and what are the ramifications for um, that sentence? Did it make sense? <laughs> I was with Go you. Go for it again. Go for it again. You were with me? Okay. Um, <clears throat> all of it has to do, I don't know where I was. Just uh, leave it in. I'll... It was perfect. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was zoning out and thinking about tear gas. Because oh um, tear gas what well, is a chemical warfare and outlawed by the Geneva other... Convention. Yep. So. Yep. It's yep. not legal. But anyway, it's just, I was Well, no, and, and I mean, without diving too deep into Seattle politics, um, you know, decisions made to allow it and then not allow it and allow it and not allow it yeah. and announce it at times and not announce it at times before right. it's used. Like, all of that should have ramifications for whether or not those people stay in office. Correct. And, yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, specifically, there were cases in Seattle where it was like, we're going to ban it for 72 hours or mm-hmm. something like that. And then next day, yep. it was being used. So just complete, you know, ignore, or <laughs> completely ignoring the laws and governance. Yeah. Uh, not, and the, not the laws, but the, the statements. declarations being made. The, these statements right. being made were just being completely ignored in some cases. And which... I think it's too easy to 
Um, and I understand where this instinct comes from, but I think it's not the right response to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, right. The, the system, the man, the people are always going to be terrible. Um, <clears throat> I think that you see, oh, you ready? I'm going to really tie it all together. Go ahead. The influence of like one person, mm. like a responsible mayor or president or congressperson or a mother sending a letter. Mm. Mm have really big ramifications mm. i mean not only in one place but across the country totally agree do you have questions oh i have questions ask me I okay that part how do we buzz in um say our names no you go buzz 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 actually just one buzz buzz britain practice buzz Okay, so for this week, I know we're time traveling oh. a bit here because we're sort of in the future and and in the past all at the same time. We are Schrodinger's podcast. Ooh, stop! New podcast or name. Quantum Entangle- Entanglement podcast. Um, th- for this week, we're we're gonna try something a little bit different. Um, for the questions, uh, trivia questions at the end, instead of Br- me asking questions and then Britain answering and then swapping or whatever, Becky's going to. An- ask the questions and Britton and i are going to buzz in by saying buzz and uh we'll go from there becky go ahead i don't know that we needed that all right ready (laughs) people aren't dumb ready buzz set go ahead Britton. what's your answer 14 no (laughs) sorry 19 the 19th amendment (laughs) no all right, these are not specifically about um, suffrage. However, they are about um, the history of women, um, primarily in America, but not only in America. All right, name one female professional sports league currently active. Buzz. The WNBA. Yes. Britain, can you name any? Soccer. Women's soccer. The the NWSL. (laughs) Do you guys know of any other sports that have professional leagues? Uh, Tennis. The the women's... I don't think we have a league, though. I think they just play... I I assume that there's... Rugby. Okay, I could be wrong. I don't know if there's rugby. Uh, The women's fide chess. That's not a sport. All right. Yes, it is. No, in no world is that a sport. That's there is a sport. derby. There is hockey. Oh uh, yeah, there is hockey. There is softball. All right, get it together, boys. All right, who was the young woman from Pakistan who won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2014 for her work in girls' education? I don't want to. I don't want to say her name wrong because I feel like that's very disrespectful. So I'm not going to try. Can you spell it? No. Okay. But it starts with an M, right? It does start with an M. Yeah. Kyle doesn't know. Uh, I can't remember her name. She's on that puzzle we have? Yes, she is. That's that's not the most important thing about her. Her name is Malala. Malala. Okay. Why is she famous? This is a bonus question. Buzz? Yeah. Because she helped progress... Uh, no, women's, not really. Uh, ch- I mean, yes, child but, education. But no, that's not it. 
Okay. The Taliban uh-huh. tried to kill her because she went to school. And girls weren't allowed to go to school. Okay, yeah. And she became an, an international figure for girls' education and... Um, Thus won a Nobel Peace Prize and has written books and talked at the UN. Sure. Um, and is now, I want to say at Harvard. Um, I could be wrong, but it's one of the top schools. Yeah, one of the Ivies. All right. Next question. Name two female Supreme Court justices of the United States. Buzz. Mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, the first one's easy. That's why I didn't buzz in. Because I knew I wasn't going to get the second. There are three others you can choose from. One was added to the court in the last four years, boys. I would like to say I cannot name any males either. Really? Brett Kavanaugh means yeah, nothing to you? Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh. I, I know that now. Not my head. Okay. That you say that, but I wouldn't. I didn't put that two and two together so so so, so sonia uh-huh oh sonia, m- m- you can work together so, sonia mayor nope so, sonia you're is, close is it m nope. is it g so, sonia nope. sonia sotomayor ah sotomayor. okay I don't know. that i do know her there's also do i get the point no ah dang it no <laughs> there's also sandra day o'connor oh, okay i do know her too Personally. And Elena Kagan was just recently added. All right. Who was the first female Secretary of State? Buzz. Yeah. Madeline uh, Madeline Albright. Hold on. Bam! You have the book in your bathtub, which is why I knew because I I do. You get a bonus point if you can name that book. This isn't fair. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have he a roommate. She doesn't know. I it's t- fine. I was taking a poop earlier. Oh my god! I saw the book. Oh my god! <laughs> Why? Do not disrespect Madeline. All right. What's it called? What's the book called? Hell and Other Destinations. Ah, that's right. Last question. Who was the most educated first lady? Buzz, Michelle yep. Obama. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How do you define most educated? Because she has two Ivy League degrees. Okay, and I all see. other women that had held that role only had one college degree. Fair enough. Okay. I'll give you that. At that time. Um, have you listened to her podcast yet? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Have you listened to it? I got five minutes in. And then I got home. Okay. But I'm it's, working my it's way. It's really good. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, and there you go. I think that's this episode. Yep. Peace. Bye. You're... <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Pod Trivia. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and ask us questions or maybe uh, suggest future trivia questions, please email us podtriviacast at gmail.com. Find out more information about future episodes, or if you want to contact us there, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at PodTriviaCast. If you like our show, head over to your favorite podcast app like Google 
Podcasts or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. If you don't like our show, don't give us a rating. (laughs) But give us those five stars and let us know. It really helps. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks.